All right, we want to welcome you all into episode 36 of Trojan Talk. I'm Zach Taranko here with Jeff Christianberry and Cole Purvis on this Friday morning. How you guys doing? Excellent. Great. So not a lot of TA sports to talk about this week um, as we're kind of in between the fall and winter seasons, but a couple of little uh, shout-outs and things that happened um, this past week. Uh, one of the TA boys soccer players, Jeremiah Gomez, was named to the uh, all-conference first team. There was 11 players picked for that, not really by p- position, but just by the top 11 players. So uh, congratulations, congratulations to him for that um, awesome award. And then uh, something I saw the other day, so uh, I'm assuming you guys have both heard of Big Time Hoops, yep, this of kind of Instagram page that kind of runs, um, I don't know, like uh, like a fun Instagram page, I guess, for, the, for uh, basketball in uh, the state of Maine. They uh, decided to do a preseason survey. They sent a survey out to the top 40 uh boys players in the state and the top 40 girls players in the state not sure how they figured that out but um they did a survey and they had the players rank who they thought uh would be like you know who was going to win mr main or mrs main and who was going to you know be the top score and uh, a couple of rta players run that list um i'll just read through them real quick and then get your guys' thoughts so will davies got 42 percent of the votes to win mr main that was ranked first 25 percent of the votes to win gatorade player of the year ranked second behind uh, tegan pelletier and the best guard um for 38% of the votes, which was a ranked first. Brandon Kamari was tied for first for, for the most underrated player, uh, which was 13%. And then Alicio Marcus was tied third for the best big man, which was 9% of the votes. And then Addison Sulikowski was ranked top three for both be- best wing and best scorer. You guys have any thoughts on those? Uh, well, I think I noticed a couple things from that list. First off, I do think that they kind of disrespect TA a little bit, but not in these lists. In the past, they have a little yeah. bit, but they really showcase TA pretty well. And uh, I think Will's really kickstarting his run to hopefully be uh, Mr. Main Basketball. So that was good to see. And um, Braden me- being most underrated. And then we had a couple girls players, Addison Sulikowski, and I think Jessica Dow was on that list somewhere as well. Um, I noticed a couple things. Last year, the big men in the state were outstanding, but now that John Shea graduated, he's at UMaine now, and then J.P. Estrella went to Brewster Academy, so he's no longer in the state of Maine. Uh, the big man position is not going to be quite as strong this year. They had Elliot Bouchard from Bonnie Eagle at the top of the list, and then Alicia was able to slide into, I think he was tied for third. Yep. Um, and uh, I- I've heard Gorham is supposed to be really good this year, and I didn't see any Gorham players on there, so I feel like that's a team that's kind of flying under the radar. But, yeah, it's really cool to, that they do that, and it got a lot of reaction from uh, basketball fans around the state. So I, I thought it was a really cool idea. Uh, it's going to be a fascinating season, not only for TA, but the whole state, because of last year's frenzy with the two big players, two of the best players we've ever seen, and now they're gone. Who's going to take in that void? I think Tegan Pelletier is kind of, uh, you know, Will's going to be up there. Um, but Tegan's the one guy who everyone's thinking is the next guy that's going to get a big you know, college scholarship offer, and he's only a junior, obviously. Um, so on the big picture front, it's going to be really interesting. You know, you know, Big Time Hoops is a, is a site, or I guess a site, really a Instagram page that really blew up last year, and a lot of others did too because of these two kids, these two special players. It's going to be interesting to see just on the business side how they keep how they keep the hype going, you know, that's that's what those kind of uh, pages are all about. You need to keep the hype going. So hopefully for them, they can figure out a way because, look, in general, there's not going to be as much interest in, in Maine high school basketball this year, so, you know, not surprisingly because of how crazy it was last year. So, um, you know, look at these two top players. You know, Will has basically played, you know, uh, I mean, he didn't play varsity his freshman year, but swung a little bit, I think, near the end and then certainly his sophomore year. So how's he going to take that next step? You know, last year we saw him – you know, obviously an amazing ball handler can score, but did definitely had some times 
during games where he turned the ball over quite a bit. Um, and he's going to have to not – he can't do that this year because really the question is what's going to happen in the front court for, for T.A.? You know, uh, you know, Marcus being tied for the third best big man, um, he, has, he was – he was inconsistent last year and had some great games, but he's going to have to do a lot of the more dirty work that Cody Ruff did um, and not get any foul trouble because it's not like they have the two guys like they had last year. They're only going to really have him yeah. unless somebody else steps up, obviously. So it's going to be a huge task for him. Um, Kamari, you know, shooting the three, again, hot and cold. Some some days hit the lights out. Um, but the question is who's going to score? Who's going to be the consistent scorer for the team? Um, and, and in general in the league, you know, TA's, it's going to be T.A. and Sopo probably again in the south. Um, I think it's going to be a lot closer in terms of, you know, last year was really Sopo and a bit a big gap, but between the, the next teams, um, everyone was just talking about Nokomis and South Portland, but this year it could be a lot different. But interesting and for the girls side, I mean, they returned pretty much everybody, and no pressure on Coach Marston, but yeah. there's no reason this team shouldn't be at least in the regional final this year. I know we're going way ahead of the of the curve, and that's four months away, but um, on paper they look they look pretty dominant. Um, but the, but injuries can always take effect. But um, I think. The path towards a potential state title run is a, a little bit clearer for the girls right now than the boys. Um, not that they can't do it. They have the talent. It's just a matter of how do you fill in those gaps because they lost a lot of good guys from last year. Yeah, I agree. And I think the one point I wanted to make was, you know, looking back to what Cole said before is um, this big-time hoops thing I think does um, not – kind of does T.A. a little dirty. I, you mm-hmm. know, last year it was all South Portland, Jalen Jackson, J.P.S. Trout. That's all it was or, or any other school. They never really had anything on Will Davies or Cody Ruff or any of them, even when they were playing really well or even when we were winning uh, good games, which is which is sad to see because you like to see that your players are getting recognized, and I think those guys like to see themselves on those pages. Well, the thing is, look, they, and I've had a lot more experience in this, and and you know before before Instagram and it was was big, you know, those newspapers do the same thing. It's like they're gonna go where their butter is breaded, or their bread is buttered, their bread is buttered. <laughs> You know they're they're looking for clicks and they want to cover you know and, and again the reporters are the same way when the reporters choose what they cover for sports they're thinking about and not not 100 percent but some of them and at least their editors are thinking like what's going to get the most views is it going to be uh you know i'll throw it yarmouth versus freeport field hockey game or is it going to be you know portland versus chevris football back in the day like they're going to choose a football game yep. and obviously when you have these websites that are looking for likes shares comments you know, last year was like you got to put stuff about Estrella because, and and obviously Cooper Flag because if somebody who lives two hours away from Nakoma is like, I look at everything about that because you want to see what this kid's gonna do in in the NBA maybe. Um, so that's it's interesting. So yeah, TA was a good team, but they didn't have that sexiness. You know, Edward Little was the sexy pick last year, South Portland because of their superstar Nakoma. Those three got a lot of those three teams, and they were really good, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, though Edward Little kind of choked in the playoffs, which you know I wasn't too sad about. <laughs> um, but that that it's it's always taking that stuff with a grain of salt. Now this year, I guarantee you, if Will Davies you know has a good year, like he's not going to be Cooper Flag, obviously, no one can expect that. But you, you're going to see a lot more Will Davies covered and Thornton Academy covered because those sites they need they need eyeballs and they're not going to cover teams that um, aren't as uh, interesting to the general masses. So, you know, especially in basketball, it's really built on superstars and every level. And when you talk about these kind of side websites and stuff and brands, that's that's what they need to build on. Yeah. Um, Davies will get a lot of you know a lot of uh, publicity this year, rightfully so. Well, uh, you know, obviously the winter uh, sports and practices don't really start until late November, and we still have no word on the hockey season. It's getting I, close because yeah. girls' hockey is supposed to start next week because girls' hockey starts before, I think. So, 
It's, I know that there was one story they? a few so days ago. So have the same situation with the rest. Oh, yeah, yeah it's yeah, the same yeah. thing. And I saw a story I know, a few days ago saying that the and it was the state, somebody, some outside entity was, like, forcing them to go back to the table and negotiate the two sides. But who knows? I don't know. We, I, I guess, I mean, I hope that they, they play. I don't think there's any. I can't imagine they don't. I can't imagine yeah, I they don't come up with a deal. It, it's It only. But the, the problem is that, the, you know, that it's the precedent part. You know what I mean? Like, yep. I think if they just, in a, in a, in a vacuum, if they said, hey, pay the hockey refs or not, they're going to pay them. But then, like, that's going to set the market for all the other refs. And then you really get into a point where every sport you're getting, you're, it's just too much for the schools. Because, again, most 90% of sports don't charge to get in or anything. So yeah. it's, it's I see tough. both sides because it's a hard sport to referee. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's probably the hardest sport. You ha- It's the yeah. most active a referee has to be. 100%. But um, I'm hoping that they figure it out soon. Uh, I think there's the games, at least, for – Hockey start the same time that basketball does. I'm not sure when the practices do, but we'll keep uh, a word out, um, and we'll. See. I mean, you, I mean, th- you'll probably see it before we get a word out on whether or not we're going to be broadcasting any games. But um, with not much to talk about left, we'll switch over to uh, the professional sports side, which we do have a lot to talk about. We'll start with the NFL. Uh, lots of action through Week Eight. Lots of up and downs. Uh, my team is currently at the top of the NFC South, which is my team. I thought you said you were disowning them this year. Well, I'm not disowning them. I'm. I'm just. I. You were very, you were very pessimistic. I mean, they're not like they're good. Was, not that they're good. That, yes. that division's a dumpster fire. So congratulations. I was pessimistic with Mariota, but now I'm optimistic. What are they? Three and five. Four and four. Four and four. Yeah. Oh. Everybody else is three and five or below. Um, your team is four and four, four and four. And like third or something. You guys are terrible. Fourth. We're actually still in last place. Yeah. But um, a lot of a lot of good action. Um, one of the the big topics I want to talk about was I wanted to ask your guys' thoughts on the Seattle Seahawks. They just beat. Um, who did they just beat? I, I know this off the top of my head. They, uh, Giants. They just beat the Giants. Yeah. That's right. And I was very surprised because I thought the Giants would put up more of a fight than they did. Um, but the Seahawks are now 5-3. and three. They are kind of dominating that uh, NFC West division, and they are in first as well. What do you guys think about the, the Seahawks this year? Well, Pete Carroll finally gets what he wanted. He's been very stubborn about wanting to run the ball his entire career. And really since Marshawn Lynch, Lynch left, he's had a lot of average running backs to work with. And now he's got a stud in Kenneth Walker, who they really hit on in the draft. And yep. he is uh, just playing out of his mind right now. He had a touchdown last week, and he's um, – it's been a really good workhorse for them, and Geno Smith is doing enough. He's making some really impressive throws, and um, you know, it, when Russ left, I thought a guy like <clears throat> it was kind of sad for a guy like DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett because their talent might be a little bit wasted as they well Tyler Lockett's a little past his prime, but DK yeah. especially is going right into his prime. But they've picked up right where they left off with Russ, and have maybe even been playing a little bit better. And so this offense is really moving, and and their defense too. They got. Um, they have a very good defense. Tariq Woolen is a really impressive rookie for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, might win Defensive Rookie of the Year. We'll see. But a uh, very well-rounded team and well-coached. And Pete Carroll in, his, in the later days of his coaching career is doing really well. I don't think they'll win a playoff game or anything. I think eventually it, it'll catch up to them. But who knows? That And they played a Giants team who's been impressive, and they won. So it was it's it's a little exciting storyline to see. And they get the Bucks in Germany in a couple weeks. And I remember looking at that game, and I'm like, okay, so they put a good team facing a bad team. And it, and it looks true. like it's going to be For the, the Seahawks way. the other yeah. way. So. That'll be interesting to see. But, yeah, hopefully they can keep it going because Geno's been fun to watch. Both West divisions this year make no sense to me because, yeah. really, of the eight teams in those divisions, there's only one team that's doing what we thought they would do, and that's the Chiefs. I mean, the West, the Rams look terrible. 
Like they look like they don't know how to play anymore. The 49ers, you know, they've had some injuries. I think they're going to end up winning that division. Are the Seahawks the real deal? No, I don't think. I mean, they they played way well, better than I thought. But I mean, the rest of that division is still getting their stuff together. Um, and the Cardinals, I guess the Cardinals are who we thought they were. They're just uh, average. And you look at the AFC West. I mean, the Raiders are shocking to me how bad they are. The Chargers are underachieving like usual. The Chiefs are doing what they do, and the Broncos are, are, are terrible too. So really interesting divisions. I think the Seahawks will sneak. I think they'll make the playoffs as a wild card. But, I mean, it's, it's a little thing. I, I will say this. They're looking like they got a steal on that Russell Wilson deal. I mean, the amount of trap, draft capital and everything else they got for a quarterback who obviously doesn't look like he still has it. Um, good, good for Pete Carroll on that front. Um, but it's an interesting story, and the New York New York teams are also interesting too because both teams, I think, their record does not reflect how good they are because they're not as good as their record reflects. Both of them have kind of won, and we saw that against the Jets, the and, Patriots. I mean, that okay. team was disastrous. Yep. Kyle, uh, Zach Wilson is just putrid when they let him play. You know what I mean? Like the reason they won those games because they're like, don't do anything stupid. And then you know, just some of those ga- the passes he rolls out. No one's there. He's not under pressure, and he just throws it to the other team. It's just like I remember texting my friends, being like, "Are you even excited? Like, how could you be even excited for that as a Patriots fan?" It's just like that is such bad play. If that happened in high school, you'd be like, "That kid sucks," and you got a multi-million dollar quarterback doing it. So, and the Giants, you know, I, I, it's a cool story. Like, I think the Giants being good is good for the NFL, even though I don't like the Giants, obviously, for obvious Super Bowl reasons um, in the past twenty years. But I, I have a lot of Giants fans, friends from college, and, and that, for me, is New York's team. The Jets are just kind of there. So, uh, But they're both, both teams that could easily miss the playoffs, I think, still. Both really? those New York teams, yeah. Yeah, especially the Jets because they could, they could free fall. I think these next couple of weeks are important for both those teams. I mean, the Jets have um, a bye week. Next. They have the Bills this week, I think. Yep, a bye week next the week. Patriots in a few weeks, Patriots, too. Yeah, so they have some divisional matchups they kind of need to win. I'm not sure about Buffalo. I, I mean – this is what I'll tell you. I took the Jets' defense off of my fantasy team for this week yeah. versus Buffalo. Oh yeah, I just, it's not worth it. Yeah, they 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 played really well against the Pats, but the Jets are five and three. They could end up they could end up six and eleven this year yeah. easily in my mind. But um, we'll we'll uh, talk a little bit of the trade deadline. So before um, the trade deadline, which was Tuesday, Wednesday, Tuesday, was it Tuesday? Um, it looked like there wasn't going to be a lot of trades. That was the exact opposite. There was ten trades. On deadline day, nothing that uh, stood out to me, but a couple good ones. Uh, Bradley Chubb goes to the Dolphins. Uh, Naheem Hines uh, was switched for Zach Moss. So I crap which, for crap. I mean, <laughs> no, mind. Naheem Hines is good. Zach, right. Zach Moss is the crap. Yeah, Naheem Hines. Is Singletary. Good. Naheem I have Hines. a Singletary owner in fantasy, so that's yeah. worthless now. Uh, Jeff Wilson went to the Dolphins, which fi- I guess finally worked out. I was so co- like confused about why the 49ers had three running backs, but they finally. Yeah. Uh, move that player, and then I mean the only other one that was kind of notable was Chase Claypool of the Bears. But let's be honest, it's not really um, uh, that much of a of a move. Oh, and then uh, Roquan, Roquan Smith. Smith. Yeah. That was the other one. So, yeah. I th- is there any clear winners? Does anybody do a good job? Anybody you know anything that stood out to you guys? One hundred percent the Dolphins. I mean they they took they took all the picks that they traded for. Um, I saw this tweet. It was like so the the ones that they give up for Trey Lance at the spot to trade Trey Lance. They got Jalen Waddle. They got Chubb and they got not Wilson but somebody else. Oh, they traded right. it in the Tyree Kill yeah. trade. Yeah, Tyree Kill. I yes. mean, that's a pretty good haul for three first round picks or whatever. Yeah. So, they, I mean, I love what they did. Um, you know, Chubb is a yeah. great player. You probably wanted that at Denver. They signed him to a massive contract, like five years, hundred or four years, one hundred and twenty million or something crazy. Yep. Um, I mean, at least they're going for it, you know. And and even though they looked a little shaky here in the, in the last quarter of the season. Um, they're clearly the second best team in the AFC East, and I think that that pick will help because everybody knows they can score. And two has looked all right. It's just their defense hasn't been great. But with Chubb, so I think they were the clear winners. The Bears, I don't know what they're doing. You know, you trade away a great linebacker who doesn't want to be there, and then you trade for Claypool. 
Um, the Bills just can't seem to find a running back. I don't know. We'll see. I don't think they need it. I mean, they don't. I mean, Singletary's not a bad running back. They just yeah, no, they, no. they they abandoned the run after like two or three drives because like oh Josh Allen can can throw and run for all anyway. So that's kind of a minimal move. And the Dolphins getting Jeff Wilson also. They don't really have much of a running game, but they don't need it either. I mean, when you have two of the best wide receivers yeah. in the NFL, so those are the ones that stuck out. And then of course Patriots do nothing because. <laughs> you know we're fine. That's Bill's mindset. We're fine. We're gonna be. We're gonna win ten games and make the playoffs, and we'll see what happens. Like, yeah. it's just depressing. I'm not mad at the Patriots for not making a move. I mean, it's it would be tough to get somebody to acclimate to the offense in the middle of the season, especially when we're you know maybe turning the corner here. But the Packers were a big loser. Didn't make any moves, and they're sitting at three and five right now. <clears throat> they have Detroit this week, and they really need to win that game. Absolute must win for them. Um, and uh, Aaron Rodgers was saying that he was hoping that they would make a move, and uh, they did not. So they're, uh, they've got some decent options right now, but maybe he wanted somebody else. And uh, they got Christian Watson hurt, but they still have Lazard there. So that that's going to be super interesting to see if the Packers can turn it around. And uh, the Bears, yeah, it was interesting. It looked like they're going into full rebuild mode, and then they go out and trade for Chase Claypool, who I think they can use a little bit better than the Steelers did because the Steelers – almost kind of wasted his talent because he's a really good player big jump ball receiver and he wasn't super productive with Pittsburgh with how bad their QB play has been so we'll see if Justin Fields can maybe be a little bit better but yeah I think uh the trade deadline in the past it, it's usually trades in the NFL are rare like big time starters yep. getting traded and now you're starting to see that shift and there's a little bit more activity at the deadline I missed one of the the best ones was uh, T.J. Hawkinson to the Hawkinson, Vikings, yeah. which what were the what are the Lions thinking? He's, That's one of their only yeah. good players. The the deal wasn't terrible. I think it was Hodgkinson in a fifth for like a second and a third or a second and a fourth uh, round pick. So and Hawkinson was a top ten pick a couple of years ago. Yeah, he's he's had a, a decent season. I, I had him in fantasy last year, and he had some really bad weeks, but. Um, just another weapon for Kirk Cousins. I think I think the Vikings have a really good chance oh, yeah. to make a run this year. They um, they got a lot of good receivers. Dalvin Cook is was dealing with some injuries in the first couple of weeks, but now seems to be right back on it. And you know they've got a, they've got a decent defense. So. One, one thing though, the trade deadline. No, the Patriots fail because they should have gone out and got Roquan Smith. That was a good price for a, a stud linebacker in his prime or entering his prime. But the, they the don't Patriots, have any linebackers. What do you like mean? the Patriots linebacking core is. Is so average. Is it what? It's Judon Van. No, 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 no. I'm talking about middle. I mean, I mean, oh, Rookon Swift is more of a middle line. Bentley oh, okay. McMillan. Yeah, not very, oh, not no, very. Good. Good. Yeah. So I guess that's the one move that was maybe on the table for us. But I'm, I'm really not that mad. I didn't really. When expect I saw, but we'll see the price. Like that's the kind of. I mean, and Bill Belichick loved Lawrence Taylor for obvious reasons. But like yeah. he's had, he had Gerard Mayo, he had Dante Hightower, all cornerstones of Super Bowl winning teams, and now you have nobody in the middle. And this was a, a fair price. They stink at drafting most of the time, especially defense like linebackers. Their 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 drafting's been terrible. Uche and, and Anthony Jennings or whatever his name is. Like this was this was a it's it's just when I saw the price like a first round pick maybe not, but yeah. the guy's affordable. I don't know. It's just maybe he didn't. I mean, if I'm if I'm Rokon Swift, I want to go to the Ravens anyway because they have a better chance of winning in the next f three or four years yeah. than the Patriots. Maybe that had part of it, but it would have been nice to at least for the Patriots to, to try for it. Maybe they didn't. Who knows if it actually happened? But I was right though. The outside linebackers are. Is it Judon and Kyle Van Noy? No, Kyle no, Van Noy's on the Chargers, the Chargers right now. Judon is, but Judon. I mean, yeah, he's he's basically the only player. Yeah. That if the Patriots got rid of right now, I'd be mad at everybody else. I'm like, eh, they're replaceable. They play. They they started a lot of inexperienced 
guys on defense this year, like yeah. McMillan and Jennings. It's, well, it's know, a pretty got, trash Jamie line Collins. I mean, he yeah, stinks. The, he, Jamie, Collin, Jamie Collins signs with them, like, every single year. Yeah. He's had, like, six stints with the Patriots. All right, well, while we're on the Patriots, let's talk about their turnover problems. They're 4-4, four and four and I'm, I'm not – saying that they're the worst team but this mac jones cannot seem to throw a completed pass this year with the amount of interceptions he's thrown uh, some just some terrible ones i'll give him a break on the one he threw early in the jets game where it got tipped off the back of his hand and went like 100 feet in the air and then no it's still on him you got to step up in the pocket and the biggest difference about mac jones this year is he's not stepping up not feeling the mm-hmm. pressure so that one and i i look i resisted the you know zappy calls for weeks and then it's funny when you look back when he threw that horrible interception that was called back because of a ticky-tack roughing the passer. I literally put in my chat, my group chat, put in Zappy Because at that point, I'm just like, you can't do that to your team when you're down by seven on the road against the division opponents. Uh, you know, before I saw the flag, obviously. After the flag, I'm like, whatever. Um, you can't do that. Yeah. And I'm not saying that Zappy is the answer at all. I just think they have two kind of crappy quarterbacks. And it's not all Mac's fault. I mean, he's put in a terrible situation with coaches who don't know what they're doing offensively. Mm-hmm. So, look, I already even last year when he was having his good year, I said, look, he's got a ceiling. He's never going to be, you know, Lamar Jackson and all these guys. Josh Allen is never going to be that. He's he could be maybe Matthew Stafford if you surround him with unbelievable talent, which I don't think the Patriots will ever do, just because they just haven't been able to evaluate talent as like they're still valuing talent as though they have number twelve back there uh, that can win you twelve games sleepwalking and win any game on his own, which is just not going to happen. Um, so I'm pessimistic on that front, but. Yeah, it's the turnovers are a big deal. I mean, the running back situation has been fine. Uh, Aguilar had a lot of fumbles early in the year, but Mac has got to stop throwing picks. He threw a lot of decent amount of picks last year, but was able to overcome it. But this year, he just looks skittish. And I mean, look, he still sh- he should be the start of the rest of the year, no matter what, because Zappy's not the answer either. So I think you just roll with Mac. He's a first round pick, and see what happens. But yeah, the turnovers are they, – they just have such a – you hear a lot of the pundits say this. They have such a small margin for error. They cannot make mistakes. I mean, the only reason they won that game on Sunday is not because how well they played. It's because the Jets completely puked on themselves in the second half, like completely. Like did not – couldn't move the ball, couldn't stop them. So that's the reason they won the game. And you, if you rely on teams to do that, that then you're going to get what happened in 2019 when they went 8-0 and then got destroyed um 2019 with brady and then 2020 whatever they stunk but then last year same thing they went on this big run in the middle of the year they were nine and four or nine and three at one point everyone's like here we go they but they're playing teams who didn't have anybody they you know they played the titans without um without derrick henry and every single you know nick chubb didn't play for them against the browns so it's like okay these teams are puking all over themselves and you're getting wins but like then you're gonna get to the playoffs and you're gonna play the ravens and you're gonna get beat by 30 points and then where are you then you're back to square one so yeah, they just have such a small margin for error, and they just got to keep running the ball because they can't seem to – and it's not on Mac all because the offensive line stinks as well. Yep. And stink. I, I think they said this on the broadcast that 90% of NFL games are lost, not won. <laughs> yeah. and, the Jets, and the Jets definitely lost that game. We did not – we did not win that oh, game, but I completely football. agree with you about the turnovers. It's Mac needs to climb the pocket more, like you were saying. He's making these awful throws off of his back foot, like he thinks he's Aaron Rodgers and get, can just fling <laughs> it down the sideline and pinpoint it, which he cannot do. And he's made some terrible throws. And that that pick six, I agree with you. I've been firm in my stance that I think they should roll with Mac for the rest of the year. But there was a glimpse of 
of zappy fever during that game when uh when Mac threw the pick a, six, which was eventually what was called thinking? back. That would have been. What was he thinking? That, that for, I gotta say, that was not roughing the passer. It's and, it is in 2022, and it yeah, shouldn't be, but it is, you know. But it, Mac didn't think it was. Mac was walking off the field. He walked off the field. If that yeah. that would have been a season changing pick six. They oh, for they, sure. They would have lost. They would have lost the game, and then they would probably have been, put in Zappy. It would have been totally. It, yeah, it yeah. would have been. Yeah, but um, I mean, glad they didn't. Glad they won. But it's again, it's like it's so hard because we're so spoiled as Patriots fans. And I watched that game and I'm like, am I even happy? Like, no, because to win a game and look, we see in high school sometimes where in the past few years, like TA's had a game where they haven't played that well, but they just play such abject other teams that you're like, ugh. well, that team just literally just dropped a snap and we got the ball. Congratulations. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's the thing with the Patriots now. It's like, Oh, okay. It's great. We beat the jets who, yeah, they were five and two, but boy, they, they look terrible. We talked a lot about the NFL this week, so uh, we'll we'll end this episode with uh, some pick the winners. Go uh, Bruins, by the way. I'll just do a quick ten oh, seconds. Yeah, not, know, you right? must be uh, all over the moon. I mean, are they going to go like seventy four and eight this year? Or no, like? no, they're not. No, not even close. I don't too know, many, too many injuries that. right now, but um, well, we'll see where that goes. Mm. Uh, so what we'll do? Um, he doesn't want to jinx it. So. I know. I can't. <laughs> exactly. I can't, you can tell I he keep, wants it. I keep waiting for them to lose like five straight. I'm just waiting. I, I think they will. Happen. It'll yeah. it'll happen. Yeah. Um, all right, so we got some uh, some good games this week uh, for the NFL. Our first one that I have is the Seahawks at the Cardinals. I'm going to go Cardinals. Um, I know the Seahawks are doing well. The Cardinals is one of those teams that somehow they're going to end up being around 500. They're not a good team, but it's at it's at the Cardinals, and, you know, and, and it's a week after Modern Warfare comes out, so maybe Kyler Murray <laughs> has had his fill. He had oh, his huge Lord. thing, and now he's going to be able to you know settle down and study a little bit. I agree. I think I think the Cardinals win. Everybody everybody's going to be picking the Seahawks for this one. That'd be interesting betting us. line one. Like if you saw the spread, I bet you, you could make some money on the spread. Mm-hmm. It says uh, this. It's Arizona's uh, minus two point oh, and the over under for points is forty nine point five. Arizona. I don't know about the over under, but Arizona. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then we got probably what I think is the most irrelevant game, and nobody really cares about, is the Rams versus the Buccaneers because both teams are oh. terrible. No, I think that's it's hugely yeah. entertaining because yeah, if, no, if the Bucks lose three and six, I mean, yeah. Brady could retire. Oh. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Rams because I want it to happen because okay. I want Brady just to drown. Well, uh, what about the revenge tour? Because the the uh, his divorce was filed. Ah, uh, no, he's he's a, he's he's done. He's a done fish this year. Um, I'm gonna go with the Rams. I'm gonna go Bucks. I think Brady pulls it around. Uh, then we got the uh, Sunday Night Football Titans at the Chiefs. Fascinating game. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Titans. Oh, I was good. We picked the same for <laughs> like every one. I thought I was gonna be different and go with the Titans, but you know what? I'm sticking with my pick. Me and Jeff are riding with the Titans this All week. Right. I mean, that could go either way, but I just again, it's one of those games like everyone's gonna say, ah, Chiefs, yeah, mm-hmm. Chiefs, but like the Titans, they got something going right I can now. See that happening. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go opposite with you guys. I'm gonna go Chiefs. I think Chiefs have it. And then I'm gonna swing it back to one o'clock, and I'm gonna make this interesting. Instead of just doing Colts versus Patriots, because I think all of us would probably pick the Patriots, because the Colts have probably Aunt Sam Ellinger is probably gonna play. I'm gonna say Patriots. You have to pick either the Colts or the Patriots to win by ten. Don't just pick the Patriots. Pick the Patriots. I'm gonna get, if the, if a team's gonna win by ten, it's gonna be the Colts. Really? Yeah. Are you saying like you're picking on, more likely of a blowout? You're picking oh. the Colts or you're picking the Patriots to win. Oh, 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 oh. So, like, Patriots oh, minus 10, you're yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. I, well, I, I, would, I would go with the Colts then. So, okay. if the Patriots win by seven, I still win, right? Yeah. No, yes. no, you don't. No. No, wait, you're picking Colts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, if the yes. Patriots win by less than 10. Yeah. Fine, I'll go over. I'll go over 10. You go over I'll, go, 10? I'll go under 10. Late, late touchdown secures it. Okay, I'm going to st- I'm gonna stick under 10 because, I don't know. 
I, Ellinger didn't play bad last week. And Matt, Matt Ryan might play. Who knows? He's not playing now. He's done. Yeah. He won't play again this year. Because right. it's all about money. Because I think if he plays a little more, he gets a few more incentives. And I don't want that much. All right. That's going to do it for episode 36. I want to thank you all for watching. And we will see you all next week. Thank you.